Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. There are nearly 20 million military vets in the U.S. And each week, we focus on their stories. This is CBS Ion Veterans. Welcome back to CBS Ion Veterans, reporting for ConnectingVets.com, the military news and veteran lifestyle website. I am Navy veteran and journalist Phil Briggs. Today, we're talking to Emmy Award-winning actor and veterans advocate Gary Sinise. We know him from CSI New York, and of course, who can forget the iconic performance of Lieutenant Dan in Forrest Gump? But he's here today to talk with us about the 2023 National Memorial Day concert, co-hosted by Sinise and Tony Award winner Joe Montaigne, along with actress Mary McCormick, who are all longtime supporters of veteran causes. And the 34th annual event brings together the country and pays tribute to the service and sacrifice of our men and women in uniform. And with that, let's say hello to Gary Sinise. Gary, how are you, man? Hey, I'm very good. Thanks for having me. You know, you're always doing things, and I wanted to just kick this off. You're always doing so many things with housing and employment, just veteran services, coast to coast. What have you been up to lately? You done anything interesting with veterans groups? Oh, constantly. Uh, the Gary Sinise Foundation is working 24-7 in, in support of the men and women who serve our country. We've got all kinds of things going on. In fact, uh, you know, the weekend of the National Memorial Day concert, which is on PBS May 28th, earlier that week, I'll be at Fort Belvoir uh, doing one of our Invincible Spirit Festivals at Fort Belvoir. And then on May 26th, uh, we're doing a big Vietnam veteran celebration, welcome home celebration for our Vietnam veterans at Constitution Hall. My foundation is sponsoring it. My band will be playing you can go to GarySiniseFoundation.org. There are still some seats available. It's a free concert. We want everybody to come out and celebrate our Vietnam veterans. And, and I just wanted to, you know, we're highlighting at the National Memorial Day concert the 50th anniversary of the end of combat operations in Vietnam and the return of our POWs. We're going to have 11 POWs on stage with us on May 28th. I just wanted to do a little something extra 
So we're uh, we're sponsoring uh, the Constitution Hall event on May 26th. And I know anytime you get a chance to see the Lieutenant Dan Band, man, it is fun. It is awesome. And I know that, uh, you know, you try to get that in there where you can because you're a busy guy constantly helping veterans organizations <laughs> help vets live their best life. But uh, nothing better than a jam session with the band, man. That is awesome. It's a good um, band. Tell me a little bit about the focus on the Gold Star family that we'll hear about at this year's National Memorial Day concert. Well, that's something we like, you know, we we've been focusing on as as much as possible over the years because those are the sacrifices that have been made to keep us free. And uh, Memorial Day is all about remembering those sacrifices and honoring the uh, the men and women who have given their lives in service to our country. And the, these are our Gold Star families, uh, and their families have sacrificed, and we want to recognize them. We always tell a particular story. Uh, we have uh, uh, a 70th anniversary of the Korean War armistice um, that we're recognizing this year. 70 years ago, uh, 1953, we kind of went into a um, timeout with Korea, and uh, we're going to recognize that at the National Memorial Day concert. There's always something about World War II, a remembrance. So there's powerful segments that are going to be a part of this show, and powerful performers, Yolanda Adams, Trace Atkins, Mary McCormick is coming back. It's just going to be a tremendous show. I know I can always count on you being a part of this and I love country music. So it's cool to see Trace Atkins involved with this year after year. And, uh, you know, Hey, behind the stage curtain is his voice that deep when he's just in casual conversation. Every time I've done an interview with him, it's over the phone or over the internet. <laughs> he's just such a rich baritone. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like that yeah, all the that's time. his voice. Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. That's great. Hey, speaking of, uh, you know, other incredible, cool people you've met over the years, you do so much with veterans. Can you, Kind of give a shout out to maybe a touching story or somebody that you've met over the years, a veteran or a family through these Memorial Day shows. There's just way too many to to mention, but I I will mention one of our special forces so soldiers, uh, Romy Camargo. I met him through the National Memorial Day concert back in 2015. He had been shot in the neck and paralyzed from the neck down. He and his wife, Gabby, are just inspirational people. They've taken the challenges that they faced because of his disability and started a spinal cord uh, treatment center in Florida. Um, And my foundation, the Gary Sinise Foundation, uh, built them a specially adapted smart technology mortgage-free home in, in Florida. Wonderful work. And again, the Gary Sinise Foundation doing this every day of the week, 24-7, helping fund these organizations that are making crucial differences in veterans' lives. And of course, this year's National Memorial Day concert will also focus on the true meaning of Memorial Day. And they'll be highlighting how three generations of uh, the McGee Gold Star family has worked through their grief, found the new normal and uh, kind of the story of when their eldest child became a fallen hero, touching story about how family means everything and about how we never forget their service. And I know the Gary Sinise foundation never forgets as well. Um, you know, as we wrap here, I, I always get you with a fun Forrest Gump fact. And I think it was like last year, you told me that the, like some of the battle scenes were actually near a golf course in South Carolina, which I had to kind of chuckle at, uh, <laughs> you know, imagining guys on the back nine, hearing the pyrotechnics going off and you guys filming off there in the distance in the swampland. But, um, I wanted to ask you this year for fun fact on Forrest Gump, uh, the character Lieutenant Dan, I, you've spoke on this before, but 
based on a real character you met based on a real veteran you met or kind of how did you come to be able to play that so convincingly and what's the backstory there Winston Groom wrote the book for Forrest Gump and Lieutenant Dan was based on a character in the book um uh, an amputee a Vietnam veteran um that Winston Groom you know wrote about and and Eric Roth the screenwriter you know we we probably did some different things with it than that are in the book but uh, originally, that character is based on somebody that the Winston Croom knew, absolutely. And you know, it's been it's played a a big role in my life, and it led me to an association with the Disabled American Veterans Organization. Right after the movie came out, they called me up and they wanted to give me an award for playing Lieutenant Dan. And I went there, and there were two thousand wounded veterans in the ballroom, and it really stunned me. I I wrote about that moment. At the beginning of my book, my book's called Grateful American, and the first pages are about going to that convention and seeing all those wounded veterans, how moving it was, and you know how life-changing it was in, in a way. And I, I went on to try to do everything I could to support our wounded, and little did we know that just a short time after Forrest Gump, we'd be attacked on September 11th. We'd deploy to Iraq and Afghanistan. We'd have thousands of wounded coming back uh, from from that war and, and that they would need services. So it's been a privilege to have a foundation that can support them. And I'm grateful to all the donors. Was there a veteran that you met with or so that kind of sparked your performance or were able to f- help you identify with that character? Because, I mean, you nail the isolation, you nail the saltiness of a veteran, you nail just so many aspects that, you know, we hope we can address, change and help them thrive. But was there a veteran that you met with that was able to help distill that in you or help you find that character? Well, I kind of thought about my wife's older brother, um, at least the military aspect. In fact, she has two two brothers. Both served in Vietnam, and one is one is the you know the lieutenant, the platoon leader. You know, he was a West Point graduate, a very strong leader. Wanted you know would have no doubt been a four star general uh, if he had lived. He, he unfortunately died of cancer in eighty three. And then her other brother is more came home from Vietnam, uh, got out of the service, and was more of a recluse and 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 a bit more of the Vietnam story that we've heard, where they just kind of isolate a little bit more. I like the ending of the Lieutenant Dan story, which is is a positive, hopeful ending where you can put your war experience behind you and move on and be okay and be successful. And that's what Lieutenant Dan is. And that's what we want for everybody who serves our country. Indeed. And I'm so glad to see that you're still giving back. You're still doing it. And that uh, in a way, keeping that Lieutenant Dan story alive and helping so many more veterans find their way with the services provided by the Gary Sinise Foundation. Again, you are the co-host of the 2023 National Memorial Day concert from the West Lawn of the U.S. Capitol here in Washington, D.C., broadcast on PBS Sunday, May 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, just always good to catch up with you, man. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. The American Veteran Center invites you to attend the 2023 National Memorial Day Parade. Memorial Day afternoon, Monday, May 29th at 2 p.m. along Constitution Avenue. Join thousands as we honor the sacrifices of our military across the ages, featuring musical performances, marching bands, celebrities, and active duty troops. 
The parade is presented by Boeing and made possible with support from American Airlines, Lidos, and Sunbelt Rentals. To learn more about the parade, visit NationalMemorialDayParade.com. Welcome to CBS Eye on Veterans. I am Navy vet Phil Briggs, journalist and reporter for ConnectingVets.com. And uh, welcome to our Memorial Day weekend show. Lots of good stuff to talk about to honor the fallen and, of course, raise awareness. But uh, really, just make this a tribute to all things Memorial Day, because I know our brothers and sisters would want it that way. And uh, we'll kick off talking about the 11th annual month-long National Memorial Day relay that we've come to know as Carry the Load. Covering 20,000 miles, 48 states, it honors the fallen and first responders while reminding Americans the true meaning of Memorial Day. And since its founding in 2011, this grassroots effort has grown into a worldwide movement that's raised millions to support our heroes and their families and educate our youth about service and sacrifice. Now in its 11th year, the 32-day event includes five routes crossing 48 states, all of which end in Dallas, Texas, for a Memorial Day march and 100 local city rallies will also be held. And here to talk more about it with us is Stephen Hawley, Carry the Load co-founder and president, CEO. Stephen's a 2000 graduate of the Naval Academy in my home state of Maryland, and he's got five years of service on SEAL teams as an officer and with SEAL Team 5. Mark Elliott, polar opposite, is an Army veteran, former Army colonel, and global head of military veterans affairs at J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, multiple deployments to Iraq. And, uh, you know, as always goes without saying, thank you for everything you've done from a grateful nation. Stephen and Mark, welcome to CBS Eye on Vets. Thank you for having us. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Philip. You know, I always think of Memorial Day as Ronnie Wildrick Day. It's where my buddy who gave his all in Hellman Province, uh, you know, he was just my rock and roll best friend. We went to concerts together. We got into trouble. We were knuckleheads in our, you know, younger years and going to bars and having a great time. And, and I celebrate Ronnie every Memorial Day. But talk to me about the nexus of Carry the Load and what this relay is, how it got started and kind of what we're doing here. Yeah, it, it, it really started with a grassroots effort. Again, my, my co-founder, um, Clint Bruce and I, you know, we, we'd lost some friends and, um, we wanted to give, we selfishly, it was for us, right? We wanted the opportunity to show and we'll celebrate the memories of, of the men that we had, that we loved, that we had served with, uh, that had given their life. And, and ultimately we wanted to show their families. We wanted to show our families. We want to show our friends a way to celebrate these guys' service and sacrifice and their memories. And, and what started again, a uh, very small grassroots effort here at, in Dallas in 2011 has really grown into a nationwide movement where really the, the magic of carry the load is people coming out to walk together, to tell, tell stories together. It's really the fellowship and the interaction between, between participants where, you know, people can see that the brave men and women who've made the ultimate sacrifice, you know, their, their memories are, are, are always going to be celebrated. And uh, we, as a, as a grateful nation will not forget. Right on. Now, when it first began, was it just like a local walk going from the burbs of Dallas to maybe downtown to like some central park? And then it just expanded out because you look at the 20,000 miles or something it, it covers now, or you look at the 48 yeah. states it goes through. It's amazing to think this started with just some neighborhood folks walking into downtown. It started in 2011 here in Dallas with one event. We walked around a, a local park here that was about a 10 mile loop. 
for a, a, a 20 hour period. And we probably had, I think probably 400 participants that registered with us. They came out during that 20 hours in, in some time duration. And, and then it turned the next year we added, you know, the East Coast relay that would go from the cemetery at West Point and travel. Uh, I think it was about 17, 1800 miles and, and would get here and help us kick off, you know, year two of our Dallas event. And then in subsequent years, in large part to the partnership with JP Morgan Chase, because of, because of the, you know, the, the, the sponsorship and the employee engagement, we were able to add a West Coast route, uh, to that relay, uh, a Midwest route. And, um, you know, it's just grown organically over the years to, to where we are today with, Five different relays underway right now that will all culminate here in Dallas on Memorial Day weekend. And those relays are, again, they're, they're, a, they're a billboard for carry the load. They're a billboard for the importance of, of, of Memorial Day. But I think most importantly, they're an opportunity for people to come out and walk and to, again, going back to that fellowship and that interaction. To, to let people know that that uh, their their friends, their loved ones who've made the ultimate sacrifice, you know, will not be forgotten. Right on. You know, to that, I, I'd like to get from you both, maybe off script here, but I'd like to know, because we talk about Memorial Day, we talk about what this carry the load relay can mean for the fellowship. And really what I think about is the fellowship of where we do get together with our buddies, our brothers and sisters, and we recall those friends that are no longer with us, but man, we love their memory. I always crank up the offspring and think of stage diving with my buddy, Ronnie at a concert uh, back in the day. Each of you share with me somebody that you remember on Memorial day, how much fun they were, a fun fact, something. We'll start with you, Colonel. For me, this is always a reflection, a time to reflect on a really close friend of mine. Interestingly, a Naval Academy grad, um, um, went into the Marine Corps. He was, I was a comms officer. He was a comms officer that worked with me when I was down in a unit in, in Tampa. And, um, and, and I think Stephen and I talked about Kevin Shea. Um, he was a mountain of a man. He was a big Marine. And, um, and he was just such a special human being because he was that kind of person that um, he always had this big smile on his face. And um, and Kevin lost his life in um, in Iraq in 2004, unfortunately on his birthday. And um, and he's just an amazing man. He's an amazing family. And every carry the load, he's the one who comes to mind for me personally when I first think about um, those who we've lost. And let's turn it over to Stephen. I know a tip of the spear there. You've done a lot in service to our country. Share with me a memory of someone yeah, you, special. You know, I, I'll tell you what, for me, um, a big part of, you know, the, the genesis of Carry the Load was, you know, we, we just lost some friends of ours in Iraq. But going back to 2002, there was a, a, a guy that I played football with at the Naval Academy. His name was Matt Schubsta. I was best friends with, with his little brother, Tim. But Matt was two years older than us. Summer school, the Naval Academy, doing football workouts. We were always uh, spent a lot of time with Matt on his boat. Again, he was de facto big brother and was at his wedding. And then uh, he died in October of 2002 in a, a Super Hornet training accident out off of uh, out off the coast of Monterey. And again, he's the first. You know, for me, I was I was had been in the the SEAL Team Five for. About a year or so at that point, but he was the first really close friend that I lost. And for me, Carrie the Load was absolutely about 
you know, everyone knowing who Matt Schubster was. I'm still very close with his family who who's here in Dallas. And, and uh, you know, they've had a, a member of, of their family at every event we've ever had. And so it, it's special for me, for them to see, you know, what started with, with, with a memory of Matt having grown into what it is today. Yeah, man. And I certainly was not an infantry guy or a combat guy, but I know when you're in the military, even training becomes incredibly dangerous. I remember the first time we lost a plane off the carrier I served on and, and that's a wake up moment. It's a wake up moment when you realize this job is unlike any you will ever have. The stakes are big and, um, you know, people are raising their hand and really dedicating their life to it, which is unlike so many jobs out there in the world that are kind of nine to five. We can sort of forget about them. This one, you know, whether you're training or whether you're doing something in combat, it is, it is very special. The bond that we have. And we keep it going so that more people know about it. Uh, let's get back to talking about the 11th annual Carry the Load. This is a, a multi-state relay that covers, you know, all different regions of the country, different routes, all converging there in Dallas, Texas. Um, one question I had when you were speaking earlier, Stephen, was was are, are there participants that will literally walk the entire route or or are these just like daisy chains of little groups that will cover, say, you know, five miles in Omaha and then five miles, you know, from Lincoln on south or, you know, through the various states? Or are there people that legit walk from like San Francisco to Dallas? There are. We, so we've each one of those relays has a uh, has a relay team that's dedicated to them. Uh, a group of folks that are, are with that relay the entire route that will, that will make that entire journey. The vast majority of the participation, you know, will show up, you know, if they're walking through Omaha, Nebraska, and I live there and I want to go participate, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the website and figure out where those rally points are and go walk maybe, you know, one leg, five or 10 miles with them. There's a lot of that across the country, um, as it, as it moves through different cities, but each one of those relays does have a dedicated team that will, traverse you know that entire relay route you know i I would tell you everyone who comes out there whether they serve in the military whether they have a direct connection connection or not they're you know everyone's carrying something someone and again it's it's a way for people to always always tell people you know especially at our our dallas event you'll see people show up with with pictures, obviously, of loved ones that they've lost. You'll see people show up carrying, like you said, big rucksacks. But those pictures, I would tell you, are, are, are a lot heavier than any amount of weight you can throw in that rucksack. And uh, I think the beauty of Carry the Load is people make it what is important to them and, and what they feel appropriate. So, so true. Um, Mark Elliott, let's talk a little bit about the role corporations play. I know you'd mentioned at the top here, J.P. Morgan Chase has been with this for you know quite so many years. Tell me, you know, what role you feel J.P. Morgan Chase is playing and some of the proud accomplishments you've been able to do over these last years with funds that are raised. Carrying the load means more than just the physical carrying a, uh, a ruck on your back. It's carrying that memory. And I was one of my colleagues, you know, former boss of mine in the firm. Um, father was the senior firefighter that lost his life in 9-11 on that day. But I always think back to what he said to me, he said, Mark, it's important that we remember. And that's something that his family will never forget and those who knew him. But it's what you do with those memories and it's what you do as a result of that. That's really going to matter. And to me, it's the organization that Stephen and Clint and the rest of the team put together that allows us to participate in those memories and carrying those memories 
And a lot of times it takes resources to do that. And, um, and that carrying the load is something that our employees love to do. We will do 10 rallies that we will participate in this year. And it's those employees will go out and they'll walk with the, you know, with the teams on certain legs of that rally. But it's the work that's done as a result of all of this that I think is so meaningful because you're touching families, you're touching, you know, those survivors of those, you know, individuals. To me, that's the the real essence of carry the load is how do you do, what do you do with those memories? And you want to change lives. You want to make things better for others. I couldn't be prouder to know that that's the impact we're having. So when we're carrying the load, we're trying to make it a little bit, we're trying to lighten that load for someone else. Well said. And uh, it should be noted over the course of this last decade, you know, I see that it goes, you know, through the peer-to-peer fundraising, uh, goes towards things like counseling, adaptive training, service dogs, suicide prevention, job placements, home improvements, and uh, scholarships. Uh, the goal this year is, you know, to break $2 million in peer-to-peer fundraising. Stephen, if I can ask, you know, what are some of the proud achievements you've been able to do with some of these services that you're raising the money for? You know, all these Memorial Day, the relays, the Dallas event, those are all a mechanism, you know, for us to raise money and ultimately, you know, give to these other nonprofits that are that are serving, you know, military veterans, first responders, their families on a daily basis. And when I say serving, that's across a very broad continuum. You just hit on a few of them. But what what I've learned in the last 12 years of doing this is that that spectrum of transitioning out of the out of the military or being in the military, you can't be all things to all people. And so partnering with the best that are that are each kind of playing a role across that continuum uh, has been very rewarding. And and again, we support dozens and dozens of phenomenal nonprofits uh, across the country. And and if you go to our webpage at, at carrytheload.org, you can learn. You can learn about those, but um, it's hard for me to pick out. It's like asking about your favorite kids. It's hard for me to hard for me to, to single anyone out. I'm just except very we all proud. know we have one. We all know we got one. <laughs> I'm very proud of the partnerships, and and I'm very proud to tell you that there are groups that going back to year one, year two, are still associated with us. And and ultimately, like like Mark said, to see the impact that they have through the money that we're able to steward through them is, is, is phenomenal to, to continue to impact lives. Can I just ask both you guys real quick, what do you think the most powerful thing is right now to address the suicide crisis? Because I know you guys are all working and channeling and steering funds to kind of help do that. And as I've reported over the years, it just seems to me like there's the suicide issue you know, goes across all different demographics of America and it's like an umbrella, but underneath that umbrella are several key things that all seem to help. And that is with jobs. That is with counseling. That is with, uh, you know, I noticed home improvements, you know, you guys provide if you're, if you're not happy in your own space or your family structure starts to fall apart, you know, you need support there in order to have a great thriving life. What do you guys feel needs to be done in America maybe to address this and to keep the veteran population safe and thriving, but really moreover, <clears throat> looking at the broad spectrum of America, you know, what do we need to know to help fix this crisis is the only way to put it? Yeah, I, I think that's a, it's a very difficult question to answer, but I think I believe, and again, everyone's journey is unique, military, non-military, veteran, non-veteran. And that's the way, that, that's why we, 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 support the nonprofits that we do because you got to meet everyone where they are individually. People have unique situations. What I can speak to personally 
and having talked to thousands and thousands of veterans over the last you know 10 years is people realizing that their situation is not necessarily that unique right everyone is while it may be a different issue but everyone's got issues and and people cannot be afraid to raise their hand and ask for help and i think where you see people get in real trouble and i've been you know guilty of this as well is when you tend to when you tend to isolate and you think that you're you're in a in a situation that no one else has, has experienced uh, before, that's never that's never true. And and so, just getting involved or just being around other people that can pick you up when when uh, when you need it is is critical. And and again, when when that isolation happens, it's a that's a tough cycle to break out of because it's just self perpetuating and and it can be a very dark place. Community community and not isolating is I think the key to that. And I think that's, what's beautiful about what carry the load has done over the decade. Plus you guys have been at this is, is each event does form a community. It's a Saturday. It's a Sunday. It's a, it's a weekend to get together with buddies. And I know just in my own travels about, you know, suburban parent and sports and everything. I gravitate. I love going to the games because you find other veteran parents. Sometimes you meet other people that are going through other issues and it's feeling good about being together. And that's really what carry the load does. Of course, covering 20,000 miles in 48 States makes it vast, but in each one of them, there's a little microcosm about people that are getting together, sharing the fellowship. And who knows how many of those events turn into phone calls and buddies golfing two, three weeks later, a fishing trip, you know, later on that summer. I mean, it's about getting together and feeling that, you know, there is purpose in life and that we do thrive together to that Mark, do you have any stories about people that you've met through this relay over the years that are just really beautiful? Yeah, what what I would say, maybe just to your your last question for a second, um, you know, Stephen hit on it, but I would just add to that, giving service members meaning when they've taken that uniform off. Um, I think carry the load um, sometimes may, um, if they're reflecting on their time in the service, and, and in particular, if they've lost someone that they're thinking about. It's how do I provide meaning? Was that loss, was that uh, member's life of value? And I think one of the things that we focus on here at J.P. Morgan Chase is helping give meaning back to their lives. That sometimes is a job, that sometimes is helping them with, you know, establishing a business, giving their spouse employment. Um, But I think it's the entire, you know, serving that entire veteran, not just their financial need, not just their emotional needs, not just their physical needs, but it's the entire thing that we have to do that can help them become whole again. And I think, you know, most importantly, as Stephen said, to remind them they're not alone, that they're not, their situation may be just a little bit more, you know, particular to them, but they're not alone. And I think the fact that we as a nation are starting to highlight and make it no longer taboo to have a mental you know, health, you know, challenge that um, is making a little bit more um, acceptable to talk about it, which means now you have a chance to actually resolve it. um, And then you're probably going to save a life. Now you can find out more about Carry the Loads Memorial Day Rally in Dallas, Texas, and ways you can support their mission at carrytheload.org. Now, as we honor and even celebrate the memories of the brave men and women who died while serving our country, 
I wanted to share some perspective on this holiday from a few special veterans. Navy SEAL veteran Jonathan Wilson is the founder of NV Mind Health, a technology-driven app used to help veterans overcome the trauma of war. We recently talked about the meaning of Memorial Day to him and a few special stories about the brothers he celebrates this weekend. So Memorial Day means to me, um, God, it's uh, it's a day that we celebrate. We, my brothers uh, in combat, celebrate those that have given the ultimate sacrifice. Um, and it's not it's not a down day. It's in, in fact, it's the opposite. It's where we we remember their legacy. We celebrate who they were and what they did for this country and remind ourselves how we're able to have this burger and this hot dog on a, on this day because of, you know, those that have gone before us. So um, that's what we do on Memorial Day. We celebrate those that have gone before us uh, and give them the ultimate sacrifice. We talk about celebrating their memory. And I yeah. know a lot of times for me personally, my very good friend gave it all in uh, Helmand in Afghanistan. I don't think about Ronnie with any sort of uniform on. Man, I think about Ronnie and me and him at the That's Offspring cool. concert and stage diving and trying to pick up every girl in the beer line. I mean, that was that was my boy, Ronnie. Give me a memory you think of that might be kind of in the similar vein. Uh, not so much battlefield heroics, but is there a memory of time, like a just a character that you remember that was one of your brothers that, that just brings that smile on? Uh, for me, you know, there's a memory. Uh, we had a teammate, uh, Stud, Adam Smith. Um, you know, he, he unfortunately passed in a, in a helicopter crash, but Adam's thing, dude, Adam's thing, would he would get these damn KFC chicken bowls when they first came out. That's, that was his thing. So every time I drive past KFC, there isn't a day that, that I, I don't think of Adam Smith because there's a KFC every other corner. And I think about him just crushing it. And this guy was jacked. He was like 2% body fat. I'm like, I it just didn't comprehend because he's eating this like, I mean, this thing had to be like 4,000 calories with like potatoes and cheese and like deep fried chicken, but he ate it every single day. So, you know, that's it. That's a memory I'll never forget of, uh, of Adam. Adam was such a good dude and, and is you know, like, we will never forget him, man. Love that, man. Love that. So two other things uh, I'll share with you. So, um, <laughs> Jeremy Wise. Jeremy Wise was a, a team guy. He was, uh, we we're on the same team together, brother. And uh, Jeremy was, um, he was a heavier set seal, right? Like he was, you know, he liked his food. He talked, he's talking about American food. He loved all of it. Like Indian, Mexican, didn't matter if it had a food in it. If it was edible, he was, he was crushing it. So when we packed out, if you know the gear that you have, you have your, your chest harness and you have your mags in your front, you usually have like three rows and we put like two mags in each one. So, you know, six total with 30. Jeremy would only have four because his left far one would have his either summer sausage or his block of cheddar cheese. So we would be patrolling and all of a sudden through night vision, you see an outline and you can see Jeremy just taking chunks, like bites out of out of like cheddar cheese blocks that we get, like summer sausage. It was hilarious. And then um, we went our separate ways uh, after team four. And um, I saw him and he was just like, not an ounce of fat. And I was like, dude, what, what the hell? Like what happened to you, man? He's like, Oh, I stopped eating cheese. That kind of makes sense dude. the amount of cheese he used to eat. Uh, Jeremy ended up uh, passing away. Um, he was actually, um, it was shown in the in the Bin Laden movie 
zero dark 30. So he was one of the folks at the agency that was uh, doing security for the base when, um, when the explosion happened, um, when they, they allowed the, the doctor, the informant to come in and, and that informant uh, was actually um, a terrorist that blew up the compound, killed a couple CIA operators. But Jeremy and his blocks of cheese, man. Now, my veteran buddy Rod Rodriguez is a combat vet, a former Army intelligence officer, and currently the host of the Military Matters podcast. And he recently shared with me his perspective on Memorial Day, and it's one that stings but it gets right to the heart of the true meaning of this weekend. When I think of Memorial Day, I think of the sacrifice of those service members uh, laying their lives down for the men and women to the left and to the right of them. I was talking to a Medal of Honor awardee yesterday, actually, and he told the story of receiving the Medal of Honor. And what I noticed is in every single story, and I've met multiple Medal of Honor awardees, I've met multiple Silver Star awardees, Every single one of them, when they tell their story, they never talk about, I did this because of freedom. I did this because of America. It's, I did this to save the lives of the men and women in my unit, in my squad. They did it for the people directly in front of them to save their lives. That's what it was. That's what it's always been about. I'll tell you personally. Every Memorial Day, I think about Fauti and Jimenez. And these were two young men who were taken uh, by enemy forces in Iraq. And I had the distinct honor of being part of the, the intelligence team looking for them. But every Memorial Day, I think about them. It's one of the reasons, to be perfectly honest, this is probably not usable. This is one of the reasons I never think about Memorial Day. I never do. Um, It hurts. It hurts a lot. Because as an interrogator, I often think about failing. I failed to bring them home. They were at a crater overwatch. And they got snuck. They got ambushed by uh, Al-Qaeda. And they all got hit. And Anjak was one of the only guys that was still conscious. This kid's a PFC. Skinny kid, skinny white kid, love him. He pulled out his rifle and delivered fire. You know, he, he defended his position and he was, he was evaluating himself. He knew it was over. But he fought, you know? I wasn't there. But my opinion, that kid deserves a silver star. That dude gave it all up right there. He's watching his brothers. He's injured. But instead, he's like, I'm going to drop rounds as much as I can. You know, what more can you ask of somebody? An 18-year-old kid. What more can you ask of them? Now, as we wrap this hour of Memorial Day honors, I'll leave you with the words of former Army Captain Allison Jaslow now the CEO of Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America. And I hope her words can inspire us all to celebrate those that we remember and live our best lives the way they would have wanted. Memorial Day to me is always a time to reflect on all those Americans who have made the ultimate sacrifice for us. But most specifically, 
those who I served alongside in wartime who lost their lives. I made a commitment, especially to Second Lieutenant Clifford Gadsden, who is the soldier who I wear on the wrist on my wrist every day on a bracelet. That in addition to carrying his memory forward, that I will live a life worthy of his sacrifice. And every Memorial Day, I try to remind my fellow Americans that we all owe it to those who have gave their lives for our country to live a life worthy of their sacrifice. All right, so that does it for this week's show. Thank you for listening. Now, we'd love to hear from you, so follow us on Twitter at IonVeterans, or you can reach me at PhilBriggsVet. I'm always down to get your hot takes and spicy memes, and I'd love to talk to you every week, so please like and subscribe. Hell, even give us a review of the show, because the comments and reviews really help us tailor the show to you. Again, I'm Phil Briggs, Navy veteran and reporter with ConnectingVets.com in Washington, D.C. And I look forward to talking to you again on another episode of CBS Audio's Eye on Veterans. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Eye on Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Some puzzles are hard to solve. Others are hard to prove. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Divya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.